Hey, welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Coming this Tuesday is the Ringer's third annual NBA Palooza, celebrating the tip-off of the 2019-2020 NBA season. Make sure you're subscribed to the Ringer's YouTube channel so you don't miss our day-long live stream, including the premiere of the new season of NBA Desktop, the fourth installment of our Take Hunter series with a surprise twist, the unveiling of the Bill Simmons' Lakers wine bottle team, and a live Ryan Russillo podcast to go along with so much more. Again, you can check all that out at youtube.com slash the ringer. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We have our big, our gigantic, our spectacular NBA preview. We're going to go over odds, over-unders, everything. Division odds, rookie of the year, MVP with the degenerate trifecta. But first, I had to bring on the podcaster. I had to bring on the pod father himself. You know him. He's the world's biggest NBA hole, hoops junkie. Mark my words, someday he's going to write a book about basketball. It's going to be huge. Bill Simmons, thanks for jumping on. I hope they don't edit out where you called me the podcaster and then had to correct yourself <laughs> to the podfather. I think they should leave that in. All right, leave it Let's in. Leave it in. You, you're Let's technically bring in the both, podcaster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, people know you as the podcaster. Um, but they also know you as the guy who has an MVP vote. This is very underrated. I think we talk about it a little bit, but you have an, a vote for the most valuable player in your favorite yeah. league. It's pretty spectacular, isn't it? You could gush about it a little bit. I've had it all decade. And unfortunately, most of the time I'm right before the season on who the best bet is. And yet I'm not allowed to bet it, which really ties into how, uh, how I just lose basically at gambling no matter how it works out for me. Even when I have good information, I can't profit from it. So it's a bummer. And I will say, I would love to bust you on this, but you do stick to that. You don't bet on this. You'll bet on everything else and we'll lose on everything else. And typically we have to try to make it all back when we get inside information. Uh, we think we do on who's going where free agency wise. And then we end up losing that and we, we owe a ton of money. But I mean, this is a pretty big freaking deal. Do you know how many MVP votes there are out there? I think there's like a hundred, yeah. No, Something there are like six. That. There are six. There's yours, and Stephen A. Smith gets five, and that's it. You guys really just decided. Oh, I, just I didn't decided. realize that. Well, we <laughs> should talk about. I had well, first of all, LeBron to the Lakers. We won on that two years ago, and then last year, I still feel like it's a win. I still feel like we mm-hmm. run that Durant went to a New York team, and it was going to be the Knicks, and a bunch of things got screwed up. James Dolan started spouting off various things. But more importantly, as we get more intelligence on it, mm-hmm. it seems like DeAndre Jordan, their good buddy who ended up on Brooklyn with them this summer yeah. with a deal that was way out of whack with what his actual value was. He was in New York basically from February through the end of the season playing for the Knicks. And I've heard right. from multiple people that all the stuff he saw when he was on the Knicks by the end of the season, he was basically like, you guys can't come here. It is an absolute right. shit show. And I wish we had known that. So I, I still don't feel like that's a loss. I know we lost money, but spiritually, I don't feel like it's a loss. Well, you know why it's a loss? I think, I think we got a taste of what it was like to be a Knicks fan, right? You don't, right, you don't get right. that that much. We have a lot of friends that are <laughs> Knicks fans. We live vicariously through them. And then it's like, oh, we yeah. became Knicks fans 
because we had Durant to go to the Knicks. And he didn't because, like you said, a series of unfortunate events. And that's all there is with being a Knicks fan is a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. And yeah we, couldn't make, I mean, we should sue the Dolans like everybody else. It's terrible. Yeah, it's but, true. Um, back to your MVP vote, because I want to get into the uh, MVP odds. How important is this to you? Like, let me ask you this. Would you would you give up one of your children for the MVP vote? <laughs> well, definitely not my daughter. My son, I'd have to at least think about it. I'd probably end up keeping him and giving up the vote. I I really care about the NBA MVP. I've talked about it, you know, on my podcast. I wrote a, I wrote a giant basketball book. There's a whole MVP chapter in there where I try to rectify all the MVP mistakes. I think Mm -hmm. the voting is fascinating. I like that we've had, you know, six and a half decades now or seven and a half decades of, uh, of NBA MVPs, I guess six and a half, because they didn't really start it until 1955. But mm-hmm. it's just a nice snapshot of who mattered in a season. And then when you start comparing, like, the best 20, 25, 30 guys of all time, you know, it's even better. Like, Shaq only won one MVP. And I think that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. You know, it, it, he was such a good playoff player. He won three straight finals MVPs. But regular season, he would kind of toss away. And I think it's it's telling that he only won one MVP. Curry winning two straight is a real achievement. Steve Nash won two straight. I think only like 10 guys have won two straight, which leads me to Giannis, who has a chance to be, I think like one of the, the, maybe the 12th back-to-back MVP ever. And when you look at the list of guys who have done that, these are all like the greatest players of all time. So he's plus 250. I'm looking at it now. You're right. It's Curry. It's LeBron. LeBron did it twice back to back. It's uh, Nash, yeah. like you said. Duncan. Um, did well, why am I not seeing Michael? Jo- okay, Michael Jordan's in there. Yeah, Larry Bird. Magic won it. Magic. Back-to-back. Yeah, you're right. Kareem. Magic. Russell. Mm-hmm. Wilt. It's basically the whole list. So, you know, Giannis is plus two fifty. I think the conference is actually in a weird way weaker and. I, I think he's going to be better. I thought he was awesome last year, and I felt like he was operating at like 80 to 85% capacity. His team's not as good. Um, the right. supporting cast probably isn't as great as it was, but there's no reason why he shouldn't be better than he was last year. He's still, you know, you think like he's going to keep peaking over the next two or three years. I think he's in a very similar spot to where LeBron was in 09. LeBron won that first MVP in 09 came back in 2010. He was actually better. Um, I think that's probably the safest bet. I really like Davis. Davis was eight to one and now he's seven to one, but um, he's already got a dumb injury. Don't you see the writing on the wall already with the, uh, he's got his thumb, he's injured. LeBron's having trouble. I I just, I I know I, I heard your theory. It's interesting of how he wins it over LeBron and they both put up good stats. But if you were to put an over on there on how many games they played together, what would, I think high forties, you think it's much, much bigger than that? Oh, they played actually together. Yeah. It would probably together. be like 50, 50 to 55, something like that. It, look, right. even Davis hurting his thumb and being day to day, made me think like, Oh yeah, you can't bet on him to win the MVP. There's no mm-hmm. guarantee. He's even going to play 70 games. Curry's getting a lot of buzz. And I think that the Warriors camp is talking him up a little bit. And you forget, like, he went back-to-back MVPs. Then they added Kevin Durant. And he didn't have to have that same kind of offensive burden. But in 2016, the last year he played without Durant, 
he was incredible. It was one of the best offensive seasons anyone's had in the last 40 years. Like he, he was 30 a game. He made 402 threes, which nobody's ever done. Nobody's ever made 400 threes in a season other than him that one year. All his advanced stats was out of control. They won 73 games. So I, I actually think that's a good dark horse. The problem is Vegas doesn't think he's a dark horse. He is the second best odds. He's five to one. Right. And you and I always talk about where what's the threshold for wins for somebody to take an MVP candidate seriously. And it, you know, Westbrook was probably as low as we've gone. Um, that was it. Yeah. Well, he was a so, six so seed, you, right? Oklahoma City was a six seed when he won. Yeah, it was, and they were in the high forties. So you really have to be convinced the Warriors are going to win forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty games somewhere in there at the minimum. If you're going to do that, you're almost better off just betting them to to win over whatever their over under is. I, I just well, don't let like me ask you. Ads. And they're six to one to win the division. There's other. Uh, comparable odds there for Steph and the Warriors and stuff like that. But what about James Harden? Like you brought up Westbrook. That was a sports center highlight year. He, he, it was just too much to take. He wasn't going to lose that year. What about Harden? He averages 36 a game. How is he? What do we have him at? Eight to one. Isn't that too high? Yeah. Like people love him. And if he has this new step, forget it, where he steps back and twists his legs and shoots and no one could defend it. How is that going to lose? Here's the problem. The MVP is all about the narrative, unfortunately. I would say the actual resume is 50%, and then whatever the best narrative is is the other 50%. That's how Westbrook won a couple years ago. And I think people are just tired of this Houston team. I think they're tired of Harden. I think they're tired of watching him. I think he could put up the same stats he put up last year, and I'm not sure it would matter unless they won like 65 games. I think it's going to be really tough. It's it's either like who's the hot new guy or how can we gush about somebody who has just made a leap to all time, you know, immortality, which Giannis would get to if he won the back to back. I think he's a better narrative. I to me the the if you're looking at narratives, you know, Embiid at twelve to one, if he can stay healthy for Yeah six months and play 72 games and he can put up such a giant 28 and 14, something like that. But that's, Mm -hmm. there's injury risks with that. But I thought the odds were pretty good on that. It's 12 to one. There's only two good teams in the East. You know, Mm -hmm. if let's say Giannis gets dinged up or something happens with Milwaukee, they end up winning like 54, 55 games instead of 60. And Philly's a one seed and he's awesome. He's got Horford. So they, you know, they have a backup center now for when he comes right. out, which I think is really important. The numbers when Embiid was out last year were just abominable. Right. Um, I don't trust him to stay healthy, but at least his odds are better than Davis, and I think his team's going to be more successful. So I thought that was a good one at 12-1. to 1. Simmons was 80-1 to 1 and has dropped to 50-1 to 1 since people saw wow. him making threes and stuff. I don't see any chance for that. I think Embiid's the guy on that team. And then, you know, Jokic is still sitting there 15-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. And you can make a case Denver is the one seed in the West this year. People and that love him. He is, yeah, and that he's the best offensive player. You know, his stats in the playoffs last year were really jaw-dropping. He was 25-13, and 13, I think, in the playoffs, and he, he played right. two series. So that doesn't happen very often. Like, I remember Blake yeah. Griffin did it once. He did it once. So, you know, if he puts up, let's say, 23 12 and seven assists or something. That team wins 55 games. I think he'd be in there. All right. 
So those are good. Yeah. So those are good mid-range guys. Embiid, uh, Jokic. Um, but you like Giannis to run away. But if he's healthy and everything, uh, you know, goes according to plan, his trajectory continues the way it does. Plus two fifty is nice. I'm gonna convince convince you and House to bet on this because this is a winner. If you don't like Harden for MVP, and I don't love watching his game, but even odds to lead in the points per game category, he won this by eight. He had thirty six. Paul George at twenty eight. Giannis at twenty eight. If Giannis steps it up to thirty two. The guy's a ball hog. I'm going to take a million shots. I don't care who's on that team. How is that even? Shouldn't that be minus 250? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. And I got to say, if you're just talking about value, which is how we try to figure this out every year, and we try to explain mm-hmm. this to people, but they still get mad when we're wrong. We're just like, we're not. Right. These aren't predictions for the MVP. We're just trying to figure out what the best value is. I still right. think Giannis is the best value. I think he should be minus 140 something like mm-hmm. that, because there's only two definitely unquestionably good teams in the East. We know that the MVP tends to gravitate toward the contenders. He's already done it, and I still think he can get better. So right. why isn't he minus 150? I, I think he's the clear favorite, and yet he's in plus plus 250. That doesn't make sense to me. Gotcha. Well, I guess more money's just coming in on the other guys. They're trying to make it enticing or something. Um, this year is good because you have a bunch of teams at the top. Usually we go Cavs Warriors finals, like minus 120 when LeBron was on the Cavs. But I think last year we did Bucks Warriors and we, you know, we sweat that out. It's really, really even. It's great because even if you look at the teams to make the playoffs, only like the Pistons and Orlando are right on that line. We we used to have to decide between who's going to make the eight seed between like seven teams. Now there's like only two on the line. You figure a few others are going to make the playoffs, but what do you like for NBA? What's the best value? We talk about like the Patriots. If you could have got them at plus six fifty at the beginning of the year, you should have done it because by the time the playoffs rolls around and even now they're plus two fifty. who's the NBA equivalent. Who's going to lose value um, by like April or May. Well, piggybacking off what you just said, I think this is the first season I can remember since you'd have to go last decade and probably middle of last decade, but we don't have, we don't have like a real favorite. The Clippers have the best odds right now and they're plus four fifty. I think year after year, you go the four LeBron teams in Miami, Mm -hmm. then golden state and, you know, just basically five straight years. I guess maybe 2015, maybe we didn't have like a crazy favorite like that unless Cleveland was, I don't remember, but I just don't remember like anything for plus 450 being the best odds. That's crazy. So you have the Clippers 450, the Bucks 550, the Lakers at six, the Rockets at eight and the Sixers at eight and the Warriors for obvious reasons down at 10. And then we spoke about the Nuggets at 15. I think the Jazz are 15 as well. Well, do you remember what Toronto was last year? What's that? Toronto was at least 20 to one last year. Oh, right. Yes, exactly. Golden State was 30 to one in 2015. And I remember that because we wagered on it. It was our greatest wager of this decade. Still feel Mm -hmm. great about it. So, you know, I think for value, you got to look at Denver and Utah at 15 to one. Because... I think either of those teams could make the finals. There's a lot in flex with both LA teams. You know, LeBron and Davis and that weird team they've assembled and the coach, and there's just a lot of unknowns. And the Clippers, 
you know, Paul George is not going to be healthy to start the season. And he had surgery on both shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, you've Kawhi with the knee thing. They have a lot of dudes who have never been in a big game before. Um, you know, I think that, that matters. I don't know if they have the depth yet. If I, at gunpoint, I would bet the Clippers to win the title, but I, I, I certainly don't think it's a sure thing. And then Houston, who I really liked as a kind of a sleeper, but those odds dropped too. Those were like eight to one. So I think from, from pure value, I would go Utah and Denver. And you're going to laugh. You, you, I'm just telling Stop you, you're going to laugh. The so Celtics at 25 to 1. I'm just going to make the case. <laughs> There's only two good teams in the East. They have assets to make a trade. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. I'm not saying the current Celtics roster is a finals team. But I do think mm-hmm. they're one piece away from being really intriguing. They have a lot of young players, a lot of assets. They have Memphis's number one that rolls over, you know, I think it's like top four protected this year, something like that. And then in two mm-hmm. years, it's unprotected. They have the assets to go get, you know, Bradley Beal, if he became available, somebody like that. Um, I just don't think they should be ruled out. And I think that 25 to one is just high enough that I think it has to be taken seriously. You're too close to it. You love their over under. I forget, was it 54 wins or something? 54 and a half. We didn't come close. We, we, Went to, I, here's what I'll say. How about Brad Stevens at 7 1 for coach, coach of the Year? I know it was. Brad Stevens 7 1, because then you don't have to win the title. You could just put together this nice thing, put together a team with your assets and everything else, and you won't have to uh, win. But all right, I like that. I like Denver. I like Utah. All right, you could be alone with the Celtics, but I do like those guys as uh, I just think mid range picks. Trades, trades end up swinging this stuff, and if you're just looking at who is going to be available in a trade, whether it's Bradley Beal, Steven Adams, whoever, that could swing this a little bit. Really, the only two teams that have the ability to go all in on somebody is Denver and Boston. Those are the mm-hmm. two teams. So, and that's the other reason I like Denver, 15-1. If Beal does become available, Denver has the best way of getting him without really giving up any of their core guys. So right. I, I just, I really like Denver 15 to one. I think that's my favorite. It's funny. One. It's all hinges on Bradley Beal. He's a good, good player, but who would have thought like, this is a, a lot of these uh, odds would, are determined by where he ends up. Mm. Um, hey, hey, the captain's calling. Let's do this real quick. Our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino. Each week we set sail tackling for 10 propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, the captain feels for the Knicks fans and he's put up mm. odds. He wants to know what is the best scenario for Knicks fans. And he's put odds on these, like I said. Um, let's see. Oh, James Dolan is caught on video doing a Chinese imitation of Yao Ming, three to one odds, forced to sell the team. Um, James Dolan band performs on a cruise ship and gets electrocuted because of the microphone. Something happens as uh, a big splash, 10 to one. Someone else has to buy the team. Logan Roy buys the team from underneath the Dolans. Seven to one in the middle of the night. Succession, your favorite. Or five to two for the field. You could take a field bet. Best scenario for the Knicks. What about Logan Roy and Bobby Axelrod in a bidding war that crosses two cable networks trying to buy the team from James Dolan? Could that be like a hundred to one? Crossover. Oh, I like that. Crossover. I like that. I- yeah, I like nice the idea of bet. James Dolan's band playing on a yacht owned by Logan Roy, where oh, yeah. something bad happens. I think you got to work what, that in. 
What a great scene. What a great scene. <laughs> I would vote for that. Yeah. Seven to one. Worth every penny. All right. I'm with you on that. That's another week. Captain Morgan's Make Believer Bo Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Bill, you've done it all. You did it. You weathered the storm. And now the NBA is here. You had to wait. You know, you had to suffer through the Patriots undefeated season. And now, see, it was all worth it. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Rookie of the year. Let me just uh, let me just say these odds. Zion is minus 175. So are we playing an exacta situation here where are you rooting for some, for him to get hurt if you have somebody else? Ja Morant, uh, plus 350. R.J. Barrett, 6-1. to one. Kobe White, 20. Darius Garland, 20-1. to one. Go ahead. Shoot. So the Zion odds, you know, there's just a lot that can go sideways with that. I don't think he's a sure thing. I think he's mm-hmm. looked great in preseason, but it is preseason. Ja Morant at plus 350 has looked awesome, but I don't think that team's going to be very good. The two I I was looking at just for value purposes, because, I mean, honestly, you should probably bet on Zion and put him in a parlay with somebody else. Yeah, 29, 12 for 13 the other day. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But if he blows out his foot again, who do we like? So there's two. Kobe White on Chicago, Mm -hmm. I think, has a chance to play. I think that team might actually be sneaky good and sneaky fun and get into like the mid thirties for wins and just be like Mm -hmm. entertaining. And I don't love this, but I had to mention that the one, the one that I really like Tyler Harrow is 25 to one (laughs) on Miami. He's looked awesome in the preseason. I think he's going to be really fun right away. And I, I don't know if he can necessarily win the rookie of the year. But I think the odds are great value. I, th- I just like getting him at 25 to 1. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play crunch time. I think that team's going to be either pretty good or just good. You know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys that I like. It's a weird mix of dudes with Butler as the alpha dog and Dragic is an expiring contract. They have like different bigs, like Olenek can sneak out and shoot some threes, and Deion Waiters is in shape again. and I just kind of right. like that team. So I wanted to mention him too. And I got to say, RJ Barrett at eight to one is, has to also be mentioned. Cause I like well, him. So the, and I okay, think- so here, here's what I'll say. Kobe white, Darius Garland, uh, Harold, that they, they do the math on the odds of these guys playing. Are they going to get enough playing times? How many, how many minutes are they going to play? We know RJ Barrett's going to play. That was my pick. I like him. He's averaging whatever preseason. You could say whatever he averages like 16 and seven, but is he going to get the Danny dimes treatment? Is he going to be, in the top two or three for rookie of the year, only because he plays in New York. I think there's a good shot at that. Yeah, I agree. My problem is that that's a really weird team. Mm -hmm. The team they put together around him, I just don't like. And I think they just have too much redundancy. You know, they got Marcus Morris and they have Julius Randle and they have Tosh Mm -hmm. Gibson. It's just like the team doesn't, doesn't really add up. So I don't think they're going to be as successful. People seem to think they, they're like, can be a fringe playoff team. I don't see it. The Chicago team is going to have an identity because Kobe White's like really exciting. And right. Zach Levine, people are talking about, by the way, as a, as a scoring title candidate, Zach Levine. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. He's, he's getting some buzz. Um, right. And that team just might be really fun. So that's, I had to mention that. It, I think Zion's the safest bet, but the Tyler Harrods, I got to say, 25 to 1 for him is not bad. That guy's going to be good. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, if 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 we're lucky enough to go to heaven, and I had to ask God one question, I'd be like, "What what bet did we lose the most money on?" And I think rookie of the year would probably be the one out of any sport. Um, that said, I think there's money to be made in this category because it's not always the favorite. Who Brogdon won in 2016? Michael Carter Williams, 2013. I'm looking now. Right. Tyreek Evans, 2010. So. Take a mid-range, long shotish guy. You, you could you could be there, um, you know, come May and June, right? It's it's very easy for rookies to get hurt or dinged up because they go from they played a 25, 30 game season to all, all of a sudden they're playing eighty two, and you know this is a knock on wood thing with Zion, but just his style of play, like he he's just dangerous. He's up in the air, he's five feet in the air, and there's feet and legs and. Um, I, I just always get nervous with him. I have my favorite bet that I'm going to throw at you for future. What is it? Let me hear. I can't remember if we've talked about this or not. Will a California team win the 2020 title? Yes is plus 105. No is minus 135. So you get the mm-hmm. Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and Kings. You and the, the bet Kings. is basically... <laughs> Either one of those four teams wins or you get the other 26. So here's who else I get if I'm saying non-California team's going to win. I get Denver. I get Utah. I get Houston. I get the entire Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There's two conferences in the finals, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Maybe you also have. <laughs> yeah, I figured that out just on my, on my own. And then right. here's the other thing. You have all the California teams. They're all in the same conference. They'll have to go through mm-hmm. each other. Only one can survive. Right. So you might have them getting knocked yeah, out. Yeah, Rockets, they get... Denver, and Utah, right? Yeah, so you get Rockets, Denver, Utah, Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston if they make a trade versus Clippers, Lakers. Warriors aren't mm-hmm. winning the title. Kings aren't winning the title. So I get six teams instead of two. I like it because we're not out of it until June, right? You're not out of it until June. You can mm-hmm. hedge against it 70 different times, mm-hmm. right? And we will. And you, yeah. you might have a scenario, especially because I don't think the Lakers or the Clippers are going to be a one seed, where they might just play each other in round two. And then you mm-hmm. have incredible hedging opportunities in round three and round four. You know, the one that would screw this up is if Clay Thompson came back in, like, March – and all of a sudden, the Warriors were like this stealth threat as a six or seven seed to actually win the title. And then you'd have to battle three instead of two. But well, then maybe you hedge right now. You hedge right now with Golden State at ten to one, right? Like you can make both <laughs> right. those bets. Yeah. yeah, you bet. You bet no, and then you just hedge with all the teams. But you just take all, um, the, all the California teams. Yeah, <laughs> I I like I that. I'm going to jump by on the that odds. Minus one thirty-five. Like that that twenty-six of the thirty teams might win the title. That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like they know. I don't know. I was in. Remember when we were reading these odds, these NBA odds, and we, we laughed at the Lakers at three to one. And like a, an hour later, they traded for for Davis. I I feel like I'm going to get screwed either way on this, but I will jump on that with you for sure. You have an MVP vote. You you should know these things. <laughs> uh, did you have a coach of the year pick or no? <laughs> uh, this Doc is three to one. Quinn is six to one. Stevens, your guy, seven to one. Vogel plus eight fifty. Mike Malone, twelve to one. Um, I don't know. I, I let's stick. I, I think we stick with the Denver Utah narrative and go Quinn Snyder and Mike Malone. All right. So a dark, 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 dark horse, and this mm-hmm. is going by 
Um, people love narratives. People love when it was a lottery team that somehow guts its way to like a five seed. There's a case that the Bulls might be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't, don't hold me to it, but there's going to be a weird East team this year. Somebody's going to go 45 and 37 or 46 and 36, and we're all going to be stunned and blown away by it. And the Bulls are a candidate. They're young. I think they're going to be pretty explosive. He is somebody that took a lot of shit last year mm-hmm. with his, he, he did like a leadership committee. He took over, he did all these things. He kind of became a punchline for a little bit, but people seem to think he's a pretty good coach. And I could see a scenario where they're like the surprise team in the East. And there's a lot of like Jim Boylan buzz. So 70 to one is just way too high to me. I, I, that's, that feels like a, at least a flyer. And I, I also think Stevens at seven to one. Because they, that number two or number three spot for the Celtics, if a, a couple things went right, and they they've overachieved every year except last year, right? So seven and one for him. I don't know if he's ever won it. Could be a good one. No. What about your boy Steve Kerr? You talk about a narrative. Thirty to one odds. He puts the right team on the floor. You know, battle back from injury. What's what's better than that story at thirty to one? Well, plus you get to make a political statement with your vote. That's true. Got the president go. coming after him all the time. So yeah, like that. that's not bad. That's not bad. Be mine. Well, Bill Simmons, he has an MVP vote. He's off to do whatever. Let me ask you something: Is there anyone you would not vote for for MVP? Like, is there anyone going into and says, "I don't care what that guy's stats are, I would just never vote for him"? <laughs> like, like a personal bias? Well, I don't. Whatever it is, I don't like his style or whatever. It, yeah. No, I. I, I feel like That's when you have a vote, you have a responsibility to, to do the right thing, no matter how you feel. <laughs> All right. You love Bill Simmons, he has a responsibility to do the right thing. Bill, you have anything you yeah. want to plug? I don't know if anyone knows what you're doing these days. I'd like to plug the, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast with Cousin Sal, Guess the Lads on Sunday night. Always a yeah. pleasure to do with you. Yeah. That's part of my That's week. what I'll plug. All right. There you go. You're going to have a fun. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, let's take a break and talk about the holidays. You know, it might seem crazy early, but that time of year is creeping up and you don't want to go through another holiday season taking closed mouth photos while everyone else is grinning ear to ear, do you? Getting a photo ready smile starts now. It's easier than ever with clear aligners from Candid. Candid aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces. Treatment takes just six months on average. First, an experienced orthodontist licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan and then they show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will look when it's finished and candid ships your aligners directly to you. These aligners are comfortable, they're removable, and they're completely invisible and they cost 65% less than braces. Plus, with each aligner purchased, Candid donates $25 to Smile Train bring safe 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children worldwide. Get your photo ready smile by the holidays. Go to candidco.com slash odds and use code odds O-D-D-S to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash odds code O-D-D-S for $75 off. Candidco.com slash odds code O-D-D-S. All right, that was Bill Simmons. Very excited about the upcoming NBA season. Right now on the line, 
some other podcasters, if you will, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Well, we just did a half hour with Simmons, uh, I did, on NBA props, uh, over under all kinds of things, but we are not done. We are not nearly done, fellas. You guys have to weigh in. Um, I should say, I'm going to start off, we touched on it with Simmons a little bit. Parley Kid, Brother Bry, big Knicks fans, you should be excited going into this year. This is the year you should have had Durant, a healthy Durant. You would have been five or six to one to win the NBA title and not a thousand to one. I'm not even kidding. The Knicks are a thousand to one to win the NBA title right there at the bottom with the Cavs, the Wizards, and I believe the Hornets are the uh, the bottom four. Parlay kid, take us through your misery. Wow, so yeah, you know, at this time last year, you know, the Knicks we talked about, you know, the Knicks just tanking, getting a high draft pick, clearing salary cap space. Landing Durant, maybe another big-time free agent like Kyrie Irving, and uh, uh, nothing happened, right? So, uh, you know, basically back to square one here. But I think as a Knicks fan, I, I do think we, we, we're going to see a team that's going to play very hard every night with some of the guys they picked up, uh, the Bobby Portises, the Taj Gibson. They're not going to be like an easy game. People aren't going to want to play them. They're going to be physical. I don't. I think you've probably already watched uh, – one of the Morris brothers there against uh, the Wizards who just took the basketball and smashed it right in the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the Wizards players' face, uh, saying, "Look, we're not going to be uh, we're not taking crap this year from anybody." The Knicks they're, they're going to be a difficult team to play with, but again, I should say. Mm-hmm. But um, wow, I mean, you know, their over under is sitting at uh, 28, 28 and a half, and uh, that's probably what we're going to expect again. And there's no free agents to really go after this gym in the offseason anyway. So, Yeah, well, who knows? Game. I mean, that's how it used to be. But then you got a Kyrie Irving has made it okay to just say, hey, I want to get traded. I don't want to play this for this team true. anymore. Paul George has made it okay mm-hmm. to say, not only don't I want to play for this team, but I've sure. uh, figured out a way to play for the exact team I want. And uh, mm. we, we, uh, we orchestrate some kind of coup. But Brother Bry, uh, brother Bry I, I talked about with Simmons – the best way to get the Dolans impeached. What do you think it is? I mean, does the racist thing have to come out? Or I think that's kind of what has to happen for the the Knicks to be competitive. Something really bad with like China has to happen. Somebody needs to hack this goddamn guy's account and and spend something really bad just to get this guy out of here. I mean, I don't know as a Knicks fan, it's just like, we doesn't matter. We could get the first pick in the next couple of drafts. It just seems like with Dolan at the head, it's just uh, nothing good is going to come out of it. That's right. No, you're right. All right. Well, I feel bad for all you Knicks fans. And like Simmons and I have kind of became big, big Knicks fans and that we had money on Kevin Durant to go to the Knicks. Which it seemed like a slam dunk, no pun intended, but whatever. You know what? We're here to make you money. We're going to go over over-under wins. We'll go over uh, defensive player of the year. We'll have uh, player-to-player props. What else? NBA title. But let's start with best value in the division. Harry, you don't care too much about basketball these days, right? In fact, you 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 found it um, just a, a real chore going through a lot of these. Well, no, nah, you know, I mean, I'll take a college basketball game any day over the NBA, but I do have season tickets to the home opener for the Suns. I was able to get freebies, of course, so uh, I will be attending. Season tickets to the home opener? What does that mean? You get to see every home opener for the rest of your life? I don't know. I, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I just have the opener. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So I will be attending Jim, one game. The, Jim, have you heard, are you going to sit with Harry for the season ticket? He has season tickets for the opener. So which year do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll take every year. That's game good. one, 2027? Yeah, yeah. I'll mark you down, Jimbo. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. All right, Harry, we're Bye. going to the Atlantic right. Division. Yeah. Toronto had 58 wins last year. That ain't happening. Uh, Kawhi is gone. Um you like the Sixers. They lost Butler. They got Horford. God, they're going to be big up front. Um, what else is to like about the Sixers? They Ben Simmons made a three in the preseason opener. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised you're laying this much wood. Minus 225 to take the Atlantic. Yeah, minus 225. Tobias Harris also stayed. The Sixers, like you said, lost Butler. They added Al Horford. Added Josh Richardson to Miami. Uh, Philly played last year. The champion Raptors, the best out of any other team in the playoffs last year. Better than Milwaukee and better than Golden State. Joel Embiid has a lot to prove after last year's playoffs. Uh, I think uh, it's another year where Ben Simmons will get a decent, maybe 12, 13, 15 triple doubles. Keep uh, keep them running, him running the office off, offense well for them. Plus, with Philly swiping Horford from Boston and the Celtics losing Irving, uh, it's probably too much for Boston to take the division, in my opinion. Sixers were like uh, 55 wins for their over-under last year. I think they're right around the same this year. Uh, I think they're just the best team in the Atlantic at 225 minus Philly. All right, brother Bry, you disagree. You like the Celtics, who were forty nine and thirty three. I think their over under was like fifty four. I'm not not that I think Simmons forced us to bet the over there and did not <laughs> come up real short. Third place, um, but Toronto, like I said, is out of the mix. I would think uh, the Nets will be a little competitive. The Sixers are really who you have to top there. Um, you lose Kyrie, you lose Hawford with the Sixers. You get Kemba. You got Kantner. Um, there's talk about Bradley Beal. Simmons said earlier they're going to have a lot of lot to dangle for Bradley Beal. He's going to be the big key. No bigs, really. I mean, can't there, but, you know, someone's going to have to step up, Poirier or Robert Williams, but you like them at plus 350. Yeah, I mean, it's plus 350. It's plus 450 some places. I'm I'm actually, too, I'm surprised a little bit with Harry laying that much money for this division because, I, I don't know, to me, I feel like it's going to come down to the last few weeks. I think Celtics are going to be in it. Uh, right till the end. This is a team that's won 49, 55, 53 games under Stevens the last three years. Again, Horford's a big loss for them, but I think Horford's a bigger loss for the playoffs. There are certain guys, I think, on their mm-hmm. team. They just had too many guys on their team, right, last year. I think the biggest issue probably was Stevens just finding a lineup every day. It was, that was probably just driving them crazy. He had 10 guys to play. So, um, Plus, you had all that Kyrie drama. I think Kemba is a much better fit for this team. I do think Kemba is going to come in playing hard every night, trying to win. You know, he's never really won before, so he's going to want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tatum is going to take a big leap, I think, this year. I mean, he struggled a little bit last year at times, but I think he takes a big leap. And then I think Gordon Hayward, I think, obviously after that gruesome injury two years ago, I think he's going to go back yeah. to pretty pretty close to form. Uh, you still got guys like Brown, if he comes off the bench or if he starts in a small ball lineup, they have other guys in Cantor and Edwards that can score off the bench. I just, I do really like this team. I love the over in 40 and a half. I love the over 49 and a half, whatever it is. But I, I do think it's a lot of value here for, for them to win this division. It's pretty good value plus 350, but you, you, you hit on it. I mean, it's all about like too many guys and figure out where these guys play and Tatum and all. It's all, always the same thing with them. And it makes me think if they do figure it out, uh, Brad Stevens at seven to one for coach of the year. 
is uh, pretty good numbers too. Because then, you know, they don't have to win the NBA title. They don't even have to win the East. Um, they probably still have to win the division uh, for him to collect at that 7-1. But um, it's kind of a similar bet. I don't mind that Celtics plus 350 right in there. All right, Parley Kid. Now, Golden State. We know their story. No Durant. No Iguodala. Yeah. No Livingston. Um, Curry has a lot to prove. What do they have? They have D'Angelo Russell and, and Jordan Poole. I feel like one of those guys have to has to step up. Um, Kevon Looney is out for the preseason. And in the Pacific, it's the Clippers at minus 180. It's the Lakers at plus 250. And it's the Warriors at 6-1. to one. Now, you like them at 6-1. to one. Are you thinking Clay is going to come back early? Or no. is it just good enough? Oh, you don't? Okay. No, I, I think I think at some point he might uh, might come back. I mean, they could even shut him down for the season uh, if, uh, if possible. Uh, but here's what mm-hmm. I'll tell you: what I don't really love about the Clippers and Lakers. I'm looking at the value here at the at the plus six hundred with the with the team like the Warriors, with the coach like Kerr and a player like Curry. Look, the Clippers. George is missing at least the first ten games of the season. Right, he's out for at least the mm-hmm. first ten games. Uh, and we know Kawhi is going to miss games throughout the year, too, whether it's just rest uh, for maintenance reasons or he ha- he gets banged up. He's going to miss games. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to gel together. All right, they're, gonna, they're a very good team. They're the favorites. We understand that. But I think it could take a lot of time. And look, there's a ton of pressure on the Clippers now. They're not under the radar anymore. There's a lot of pressure on this team to win and win now. If that's going to hurt a little bit, then you got the Lakers. I don't know. I, I'm not. Uh, you know, LeBron's getting a little older. Anthony Davis. I mean, now look. What if the guy ever really won? I think we're acting like this guy has won many, many games in his career. I, my guess is he probably has a losing record in his career uh, as as a player. Okay, I know there are mm-hmm. talented teams too, the Lakers, but at six one, what is there not to like really about Golden? and what's, ha- what's happening with them. Curry is going to be back in MVP contention this year. He's going to be putting up between 30 and 35 a game. I think Curry cannot wait for this season to get started. I think we're going to see a Curry that maybe we've never seen before or at Curry at his rate. And look, we know that Thompson's hurt. He's a very good offensive and defensive player. Uh, but Curry's won games before without Thompson. And Durant, especially yep. without Durant, right? Right. D'Angelo Russell is no slouch. We got to see him play in Brooklyn here last year. So he is very good. He might not be too much of a drop off from Clay Thompson. Maybe he's even better in this offense right. than Clay Thompson was. We. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm what could possibly happen? So I'm willing to roll the dice. Six one and look. That game. That guy plays hard every single night. He plays hard at plus 600. All I right. think this team is going to play with a little chip on, on on their shoulder. They have something to prove, and they might just get All it right. They I definitely do. Them. Curry has something to prove. They're five. Curry's five to one to win MVP. Golden State six to one to win the division. I wonder if one has to happen for the other to happen. Um, they have five players between 19 and 22 years old. It really isn't the Golden State team uh, we're used to. All right, let's move on to some over unders. Harry. The Hawks, 34 and a half. Uh, they were 29 and 53, I think, last year. Trey Young was fun. He made a nice run for uh, Rookie of the Year, but Luka Doncic like, had it wrapped up. What did they pick up? They had picked up DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, guys we like rooting for in the uh, tournament. 
You like this over? Yeah, I like over 34 and a half. Like I said, Trey Young and Cam Reddish could form a dangerous duo for the Hawks. They played a lot together at the USA basketball training camps in high school. Uh, they have some solid veteran players, too. They got Evan Turner, the second, and they've got second overall pick in the draft, Jabari Parker from, uh, in 2014 and 13. There's a fifth overall pick in Alex Lynn. Uh, I love DeAndre Hunter last year at Virginia and the run that they made to win the national championship. Uh, six seven small forward who could really go for triple doubles at any time. He's a great passer as well and great rebounder. Um, Trey Young, like you said, 19 points, eight assists from last year's rookie season. I think he leads them to a lot of wins himself because there were games where he was going for 35 and, and like 18. Hawks were scoring, Hawks averaged a lot of points. They scored a lot last year on offense. Uh, they're really good. So I think over 34 has to get a, like maybe five, six more wins from last year. I think it's doable with a lot of bad – the bad teams in the NBA are really bad. Yep. All right. How much of this pick is influenced by the fact that your brother – I mean, your brother, God love him. He's a, a, yeah. a beast half-wit, but he, he is a big Hawks fan. Big, at big Hawks point, fan. How much is that factor? The over-under on, uh, on Hawks he could name today is zero. That's the over-under. So if he gets one, he's a winner. Well, what – well, why don't you make it a half? What's zero? Who's going to bet under zero? Make it a half, right. zero. No. All right. No, okay. No. There you go. All right. well, you know what? We may have to have him on uh, yeah. sometime to talk about the Hawks or talk about what he doesn't know about the Hawks. Um, brother Bry, you're going defensive player of the year. I like this. Uh, it's been one. You like Giannis, but he's going to have to steal it from Rudy Gobert. Plus 160, Rudy won it the last two years. Dre won it. 2017, Draymond Green 20 to 1. Kawhi won it back to back before Dre. He's 11 to 1. Seems like there are some nice odds out there, but like you, you like Giannis. Uh, yeah, I love Giannis here. So uh, he's anywhere from plus 450 to plus 600. Look, Rudy Gobert won the last two years in a row, but it's hard to win the third, third year in a row. I, I think only Dwight Howard has won it three years in a row. Giannis finished hmm. second last year. He was actually pretty close in the ballot against against Rudy. He's just a guy who keeps improving his game. He wants to be the best in everything. Uh, he's going to be asked to do more probably on the Bucks team than, than Gobert will be asked on the Jazz. So I, I just think this is the next step for him, right? He won the MVP last year. I could see him going out there wanting to win the Defensive Player of the Year this year. And at those odds, he's definitely going to be in the top three or four. So I think uh, that's a good value there, plus 450, plus 600, whatever you get. Uh, one thing I will say is Harry, enough with Harry and the Atlanta team. I mean, I said this a few weeks ago, but geez, Atlanta, 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 right? The Braves, the Falcons. Yep. I mean, it's getting amazing. Oh, I don't and know. He, he said he had the Nationals to win the World Series. I, do, you, do you think he had the Braves? Oh, uh, well, you know, he said. <laughs> well, I got, you know, I sort of got pushed into the Braves, but yeah. <laughs> and don't, don't forget, Bri, all over the Bulldogs this year, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. George, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking bulldogs mm-hmm. killed common, us. Common theme. Is you were two, Darren. Three states. I know. You were two. <laughs> uh, Parley kid, you are. Uh, you, this is the no fun bet right here because this is like betting the don't pass and craps, which I'm not against by any means. Not be, uh, betting the no buzzer beaters. You're betting the Pelicans under. They're going to be the fun team. Thirty three and forty uh, and forty nine last year. Yeah. AD is gone. Didn't play a lot. When he was there, even when he played, didn't play a lot. It was an impossible team to bet on or against. They're going to be a fast-paced team. You got Zion, obviously. You got mm-hmm. Drew Holiday. 
You got Lonzo, uh, JJ Redick, who I, I believe has made the playoffs every year. He's been in the league. Is that true? Okay, I'll have to look that up. Oh. Someone said that, but how much fun would that be if they're an eight seed against the Lakers or a seven against the Lakers yeah, or the Clippers I, or something? I, I, I agree. Like uh, I, I would like to be a fan of this team, right? I, if this was a team, I'd be like super excited about it. That's for sure. Uh, I do like the Pelicans under thirty nine and a half wins at minus one fifteen. Now it's a shooter's league, right? Okay, we know Reddick's mm-hmm. going to come off the bench for this team. Ball, Holiday, Ingram, William, uh, Zion, and Favors. Where are the outside shooters there, right? Williams, uh, Zion, you know, he's going to really, uh, he needs some spacing, you know, on that floor. I think teams are going to be able to really crowd him on that floor because they're just not going to have the shooters. Reddick will come off the bench and make some shots, but the rest of this team is not going to shoot well. The, the West, to me, um, Wow, I I know with Durant leaving, I think the West is as tough as ever, right? I don't know if you can really yeah. pick a team. Yeah. I don't see this team falling in the top eight just yet. Just yet. Uh, I don't – is this team going to win 40 games? They didn't – they rarely won 40 games when uh, they had Davis, uh, one of the top players right. in the league on this team, right? So um, what hope is there this year to get to 40? I don't think it happens. I think they've settled – 35 to 37 win. Uh, they'll be fun. They'll be fun. I, uh, I think they're a year or two away. So you would it's going to be tough. You're... Yeah, I was going to say ahead, you, you would get the uh, NBA season pass just to watch this team. Like, I am, there's a bunch. I mean, I love every NBA team this year, but I mean, I think they have like 30 televised games, the Pelicans, but I would pay, I'd pay this just to watch those 50 extra games you're going to get from them. They, they are going to be fun. I mean, Zion's just definitely must watch. I think so too. Up and down the floor. Maybe they're not going to play a lot of defense. That'll probably kill them against the big, bigger teams. Parley kids, right though, in this West, you know, you got some, some experts taking Utah and Denver. We didn't even mention those. We, we talk about the Clippers. Right. We talk Portland. about Houston and, and the, right. and the Lakers, Portland, my God, but you, Clippers and, and like, or, I'm sorry, Utah and Denver, or some like uh, romantic picks for some of these experts, and uh, not a lot of room for the Pelicans. It might just be Brother Brian, right? That we're rooting hard for them, but all they got to do is come in eighth, right? And then they'll get that forty wins. But uh, might be uh, might be um, tougher than it sounds. Um, let's move on, Harry. You have a player versus player prop, two of the best in the game. Kawhi Leonard plus one and a half to have higher average points per game than LeBron James. Now this doesn't. This doesn't mean total points. This is average points. It's just interesting because Kawhi sat eight games last year and had 25.5 in 2016-17. He sat 22 and had 26.6. Meanwhile, LeBron is really consistent. 55 games we played, he had 27 points a game. And the same as the year before when he played 82 he had 27 points a game. So what's your reasoning behind this with Kawhi over LeBron? Well, it is, it is really tight. I mean, I checked the stats here. I mean, they both attempted, and I know, like you said, the injuries and the games they set out. Uh, they've attempted the same amount of free throws, same amount of three-point attempts, pretty close. But James does turn 35 in December. Um, uh, he, has, he had the same point total the year before. Now that he's got Anthony Davis, now for a full season, I think he's going to dump the ball down a lot, a lot down to him, let him get the scoring while he gets the assist. You can pump it out to Danny Green to knock down threes. They picked him up from Toronto. Um, 
Like I said, he only played 55 games last uh, last year, and he needs to be a real point guard for this team to be uh, be uh, productive and win a lot of games and make it to the playoffs this year. Uh, Leonard's back in his hometown, home state of California. Uh, like I said, he had, he's like I said, he's 28. He's had uh, injuries as mm-hmm. well, but uh, last two years uh, he really turned it up for Toronto, and I think that you know I just think that overall. He's going to have the better season. He's going to be the man for the uh, Clippers, where LeBron is just going to have to win games and dump the ball down and get other points from everyone else involved. I think Leonard gets the points here, and he wins. Maybe he gets 28 this year, a little more with the first year with the Clippers, where LeBron's been there with Lakers and as Anthony Davis now. All right. I mean, this is going to be very close. I mean, if you right. win this, you win by one, exactly one, right? Like because And Paul George is going to steal shots from Kawhi also. Right. but. Uh, all right. Well, you have fun. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, Brother Bry, Hornets under 24, 39 and 43 last year. No Kemba, no chance at the playoffs. No Jeremy Lamb. Uh, they're locked. To, they're actually to their minus 10,000 to not make the playoffs. Uh, they have Terry Rozier. They have PJ Washington, who I loved in college. Not sure if, you know, Mitch Kupchak made the right move picking him, but. What do you think? What What's your reasoning with the under 24? That's a big, uh, obviously, no Kemba. That's a 15-win uh, regression. What do you think about the under? Yeah, yeah it's a big jump here to uh, to go to 24 here. But, look, the NBA this year is too good to be bad, right? I mean, like you were just talking about before, I feel like if you're not in the – if you're – I mean, there's so many good teams. I mean, even if the East is a little bit weaker, there's still so many teams on the rise. I mean, the Hornets, to me – have the worst roster in football and geez, in football and the worst roster in the NBA. Uh, these bo- the bottom feeders are going to get continue to get killed. I mean, look at look at the team they have. I mean, their starting rosters. You know, Rozier, maybe Dwayne Bacon. I mean, Dwayne Bacon. That that's fantastic. Batum has been on the roster forever, and he still hasn't produced. I mean, you have guys like I mean, Miles Bridges, maybe the only hope for this team, but he. Marvin Williams and Kid Gilchrist, who still have yet to, those are not winning players. But the biggest thing to me is, I think the Hornets realize, right? They should have, they should have traded and tanked last year. That would have been the the thing to, for them to do, right? They should have tanked last year. They they are probably in the worst shape in terms of cap, uh, in terms of roster than anybody. So if if there was ever a season to tank, this is the season to tank. There's too many good teams. I would take the under on them. I'd probably take the under on a lot of the bad teams in the NBA and that they'll continue to be bad because the other teams are just too good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens with this team. Yeah, I mean, you're crazy to go see them play. You're even crazy. I don't know if you're thinking of like buying this team. You're, you're out of your freaking mind. But uh, yeah, under 24 might be, uh, might be a good, good bet there. Parley kid. What are you going with here? R.J. Barrett. Now, this is, this is something else. This is something you should want to root for, I right? Yeah. I he wants to be pushed by his teammates. He's been labeled a playmaker. He's averaged 16 in his first few uh, preseason yep. games. He's got a weird group around him, but you like under yep. in his total points per game. Yeah, under 16 and a half points here for R.J. Barrett. He's number one. Um, boy, again, so I'm trying a little bit of a downer here with because uh, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm hoping that he right. gets more than this in a, in a way. I'm just not sure what's going to happen. The Knicks sign several guys. I'm not just talking about one or two. They have about seven guys on their roster, maybe eight, that they signed to two-year deals with team options after year one. Right, So 
a lot of these guys are kind of playing for either the Knicks to pick up their contract or play, you know, pick uh, have a good year where they can go sign with somebody else at a higher price. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how this is going to work with uh, R.J. Barrett in terms of these guys are going to try to get their points. These guys at times are going to uh, certainly uh, you know, might uh, take more shots than I want them to. Okay? Uh, so I'm not sure if, if this 19-year-old R.J. Barrett is really going to get the shots I would like to see him consistently get night in, night out. I want to see this guy taking 20-plus shots every game. If this was up to me. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to have some nights where he's getting four to six points. Some nights will be around 20, maybe above. But I think overall we're looking at him at the end of the year averaging between, uh, you know, 12 and a half to 14 and a half, 15 points a game on the high side, uh, which would still be a, a, a nice season for a 19-year-old in New York. Uh, but like Brian, I would tell you, we just want to see these young guys play and get better and better every game as the season goes on. I just, 16 and a half is a pretty large number for me. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I discussed this with Simmons earlier and I, I like him as a, uh, I don't say dark horse. He's like six to one for rookie of the yeah. year. You're really playing the exact the box here with Zion if he gets hurt because he's, he's the one with the name. He's got all the notoriety already. And if he puts up, uh, if he shoots 12 or 13, like he did the other day, uh, he's got it. No problem. But if he blows out his foot, who's your next guy? I think it's the same thing as Danny dimes in New York. You're going to get a lot of New York media behind him for MVP. If he's uh, for rookie of the year, if he's putting in the numbers, you got the, you got the real long shots, but they figure it out with the Kobe whites and Darius Garland's of the world. They figure out that they're not going to get a lot of minutes. Barrett will probably get enough minutes to compete with John Morant and uh, Zion Williamson. But as far as uh, over under 16 and a half, you like the under and let's go to the, our NBA title pick. Let's do it. Who, where's the value? I, I said with Simmons earlier, I said this is interesting. You're not getting the Cavs Warriors at minus 120 like you did a couple of years ago. This It's all over the place. You're not getting, you know, I think I think we said Warriors, Bucks. I actually thought the Bucks would uh, be there in the end. They weren't. But really, it's all over the place. There's a lot of money out there. You got the Clippers at plus 450, Bri. They're the favorites. Why do you like them? Uh, yeah, I mean, my God, the West is so good, right? It's amazing. At one point in time, you thought the East was taking over, and then, geez, the West is just ridiculous at this point. I think when we did this a few months ago, I had uh, the Nuggets at 20 to 1 as a little bit of a long shot with some value, but a lot of people seem to be on the Nuggets at this point in time. Like, I, I still don't think the Clippers, I don't think they're going to get a one or two seed because, like Dan was saying before, um, George is going to be out a little bit. I think they're going to. They're going to want, I mean, Leonard's probably going to play 60 games. George will probably play 60 games. They're going to want to be healthy for the playoffs. But my God, when you look at that team, though, just defensively how good they are with Beverly, George, Kawhi, people forget how good of a defender George is. Um, But, you know, if they get a three or four seed there, uh, they're going to be in good shape. I mean, that team won 48 games a year ago, really, without, uh, without Kawhi and without George. And then you have, you have Harold and you have Williams off the bench. Really, what's not to love? They, have, I feel like they have everything. They have rebounding. They have scoring, uh, scoring off the bench. Uh, defensively, I think they're the best team in the NBA. So, uh, to me, I, I, it's almost like if Kawhi wants to win this, I feel like they'll win. I mean, that's just how I felt with him last year. I mean, the way he was playing. But if he if he cares about this season, I think they, their roster is going to be too good for for some of these other teams. 
it's such a different team. It really is. They lost Gallinari. He was injured, whatever, back and forth. It, uh, fans like Gilgis Alexander, but so what? Kawhi, Paul George, the way they pulled this off was amazing. Like you said, Lou Williams is a sixth man working Patrick Beverly into the mix. They're going to be good. They're going to be right there. Can they do it? Can they, I mean, Kawhi, is, he's put a spell on the rest of the league. He really has, I think. And uh, that could continue. Now, Parley Kid, you like someone else in the West. They're there every year. Yeah. Rockets, 8-1. to one. Could it be that they just couldn't beat the Warriors? I mean, is that it? Or are they going to run... They're going to run into that same problem as a 3-6 seed or a 2-7. That's what it seems like, right? I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, they took the uh, Warriors to the brink right there. Uh, might have even probably been that series. Uh, last year, lost in, uh, six to them. On paper, on paper, okay, this is probably the best Rockets team they've had on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's so many people out there that don't think this Harden-Westbrook thing can work. I'm not really in that camp yet. Uh, so at 8-1, to one, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now, thinking maybe this team could be unstoppable with Harden and Westbrook. Who's to say it? And Ken, Harden, I still think he's going to throw down at 30, 35 points tonight. I think Westbrook's going to do the same. They, they might, And then mm-hmm. with, with Tucker, Gordon, Capella, they have some excellent role players on this team that know their role and do it well. It, it, it just My feeling is, let's see how this plays out. This could be a team that is uh, dynamic and could beat anybody in the playoffs. And I think who's going to want to play them in a playoff game. That, that could be a very difficult team to stop. They're going to present a lot of problems for people. Um, so at 8-1, to one, I think it's pretty good value to say, maybe this is the Rockets here. Maybe it is. Yeah, I would. Uh, and, you know, Harden is also 8-1 to one to win MVP, coincidentally. But, you know, when you talk about the Sports Center highlight guy, that's Harden. I don't love watching his game. I don't. But I might bet it just because it could be – if it loses, it's fun because Westbrook will just take all the shots from him, and that'll <laughs> suck for him. It'll be miserable. So that's fun uh, for me as well. Uh, the other thing I, I pointed out to Simmons, points per game title, Harden is even. Over, um, I forgot who was second. It's not Paul George who's second. I guess it's uh, is it LeBron? I think LeBron's second. Um, that might be something to look for, unless you really do think Westbrook's going to take all the shots away. Harry, you're going other side. There's an East team that people were um, ignoring, and it was the team with the best record last year. I'm going to take the box, Al, at plus 550 to win the NBA championship. They went 60 wins last year. Uh, they don't have to contend in the East this year. This is one year without Durant uh, being injured. Um, I think they have a lot to prove, too, from uh, having a disappointing postseason. Uh, the Greek Freak is probably, like I said, the best player in the league, and he's the favorite to win the MVP. But they did resign Chris uh, They did resign Chris Middleton. He's getting, he got 18.5 points a game last year. As long as the Greek Freak can still go 27, 13, and 6, like they did last year, pace this team throughout the East. They signed, uh, or they, they re-signed Brook Lopez as well. So uh, M- Milwaukee, remember, had the best point differential in the league last year and held their opponents under 44% shooting. Uh, the Freak is fantastic, but like I said, the Bucks could win the championship because of their defense this year. Yeah. Brogdon's gone. That's kind, that's mm-hmm. kind of big. Uh, Kyle Korver, I think, is a good pickup. I think he's going to bury teams in some games. You know how he does it. They were 15th in the, in the league in uh, three-point 
uh, shooting percentage. So that'll go up. I'm with you, Harry. I think Toronto was the only team that the Bucs couldn't beat last year, including Golden State. They couldn't get past them. And uh, I think plus 550. The Freak's only 24 years old. Like you said, he's only going to get better. I think 550's I mean, really good odds there. Plus, I yeah. remember last year, none of us, none of us saw, no one saw what was coming with uh, Toronto when uh, Milwaukee uh, won game three. Uh, and then all of a sudden just came crashing down on them. So I think, like I said, they have something to prove this year. Jim, do you have anything to prove? Do you have ever do you see yourself as having anything to prove? No, not so much. I mean, I'm a I'm a Knicks fan too. So, um, but uh, after they traded Porzingis, that kind of crushed me because I really really liked Porzingis. But I think the Mavericks are yeah. going to be good between Luka That's and another him. team. Yeah, I know. And what is their over under forty and a half? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, it looks like it. The forty and a half. Yeah. So that's saying that they're like the eight seed. No, the eight, well, seed, eight seed last year won like forty eight games. Yeah, they? no, the oh, eight damn. seed's going to be. Oh, like that's right. Right, mm. that's right. It'll be a little higher than that. All right. Well, that's a lot to digest, guys. That's an hour between you guys and Simmons, and uh, like I said, a lot of people have things to prove. <laughs> um, we are going to be in New York. We are in New York. We're in Brooklyn this week. Jimmy Kimmel Live in Brooklyn, eleven thirty five tonight. Every weeknight, Springsteen, Eddie Murphy, Kelly Ripa, Bernie Sanders, Alicia Keys, the great Bill Murray. We're going, um, this will run Monday night. You guys are coming Tuesday, right? Harry, you're staying home, right? But you guys yeah, are coming Monday. by. Brian and Paulie Kid. Uh, Harry, why are you not coming to this, though? I still don't understand. Someone needs to watch the dog. <laughs> you're not working for no. anyone. <laughs> well, no, this is what happens. No, no. The the understanding is Harry is not going to ever pay for a plane ticket himself for for like a long trip like this and and God God forbid a hotel room right. That's true. I paid for mine last year. To come out, Harry. I paid for mine last year. No, you didn't. You paid for yeah, what? Yes, I did. You paid for what? Your flight or your hotel? My plane trip. I don't know about that. All right, I'll have to ask Ken when you guys are done eating the Popeyes. He could have stayed with us. It's like, even if he had to commute, it's, you know, it's a lame excuse. Jet nah, lag from London. Too much still. fun. Jet lag from London. <laughs> <laughs> it's weeks, weeks, weeks after. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Oh, also, I'll be in studio with Howie, Michael, and Tony on the Fox Thursday Night Football pregame show, given my winner of the Cousins Bowl. Kirk Cousins, Vikings host his old team. The Washington Redskins lock it in 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern on FS1. Kimmel live in Brooklyn. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta Hill producer Jim Cunningham and NBA hole extraordinaire Bill Simmons. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-